This is a Drive to Succeed podcast where we feature inspiring entrepreneurs, thought leaders, influencers, and seasoned professionals to help you jumpstart your career and your entrepreneurial journey. Welcome back to the Drive to Succeed podcast. If it's your first time tuning in, welcome to the show. Every week, my gift to you is to bring you valuable content that inspires you to take action and take your business and your career to the next level. Today's episode 06. I had the opportunity to sit down with Osama Nato, a Saudi entrepreneur who created a product that's helping hundreds of people across the globe, which is called Visual, a short term for visualizing the invisible soul. And in this episode, the four main key takeaways are number one, discover the reason why Osama, who was running successful ventures, and the brainchild behind one of the first university-funded accelerators decided to leave it all behind and pursue a fresh start. And discover what are the four-step process on how you can visualize the invisible soul. Number three, and why is it important to create structure and to put systems in place, not just in how you run your business, as well how you manage your time with your family and your relationships. And number four, discover the things he changed to reduce his overall stress and learn how you can also better leverage your time and your money by deciding a life that revolves around what's important to you and still run a successful business. So without further ado, let's welcome the one and only Osama Nato. Welcome back to the Drive to Succeed podcast. We have our very first Saudi entrepreneur guest in the show, Osama Nato. Thanks for being here. Thank you very much for hosting me. It's a pleasure. So I believe the first time we met was uh, during the Dubai Content Creators. It was before that in uh, Dubai Fun Nights. Oh, yeah. Okay. If I have the name correctly. Yeah. <laughs> that was the first time. Yeah. And then we connected during the, the conference in Palm yes. Jumeirah. Yes. I heard your story. And, you know, it really captivated me how you were so vulnerable that that moment. And, you know, it just intrigued me. And I told him when I, st- I, I told myself if I once I started the show, I should have you on my guest. The reason why I think I was on a planning stage and I'm planning to like, you know, getting you on board for the show. And finally, we're here. Well, uh, it's a pleasure and uh, I hope to add value today. Thank you so much. And so for the first time listeners who doesn't know you, uh, can you tell us who is Osama Nato? Well, uh, my name is Osama Bakr Nato. I was born in Mecca in Saudi Arabia. And um, since I was young, I always liked to take things apart and put them back together. So there's anything around the house, let it be a radio, let it be... Uh, at that time, the remote controls were not remote per se. They were actually wired remote controls. Uh, or let's say um, a game or a radio, mm-hmm. uh, I will actually take it apart and try to put it back uh, together. Uh, and that also helped me to get out to workshops and look for tools and parts. So I'll be a young boy going from one workshop to another workshop in the streets and they'll, they think I'm, I'm just playing around. Mm. And then I'll carry money with me and say, look, I have money. I, I, I want to buy this spring or I want to buy this welding machine. Or, and uh, until some, it took some time until they realized that I'm, I'm serious. And what kind of workshops uh, are you doing? Uh, so at that time I was, um, I was, I was a child um, and I think it started when I was maybe seven or eight mm-hmm. and it continued until I entered university uh, where I would like to just break things apart and try to put them together or even fix, um, uh, fix things. But sometimes I would have a new idea. So I had an idea of an electric car when I was in middle school. And uh, to design the model at that time, there was no like AutoCADs and all this software. So what I did is, and I needed big space to work on. So what I did is, is I just lifted the carpet uh, in my room and I'll do the drawing on the floor and then put the carpet back again so nobody would see uh, the design. Uh, so I had and actually made them the mock-up. It was a wood, a wood mock-up in, made in our basement. But then I, I, where I failed was the battery. I could not get a powerful and light battery at the same time. And what is that for? To, the to power. It's, it's an electric car. Electric car. Yeah, it's mm. a small electric car. It's like a one-person electric car. Wow. Um, and where I failed is, and I had the whole thing assembled, where I failed was having a strong enough battery, yet to be light enough battery also. 
but now of course uh, 30 40 years later with <laughs> tesla and uh, and all these things it's it's available now so yeah going back to my childhood i was a person that always liked to put things together um, try to fix things together i think that's a skill that i still use today uh, in my professional business as well as uh, at home uh, my professional business what i like to do is try to fix things that that don't make sense by using different components components yeah and what, what is your background? Uh, just so so I went to um, King Fahad University of Petroleum and Minerals in Saudi Arabia, which is considered the MIT uh, of the Middle East. Okay. Uh, it's always rated as one of the top 10 uh, in the region. Um, and I studied management information systems. Uh, so that's my field of study. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned when we met, you were working on incubator startups. Yeah, so so before the current uh, business that I have, uh, between the year of 2013 and uh, 2016, I was running uh, an, ex an accelerator, actually. It was the first uh, government-funded accelerator in Saudi Arabia that is run by a private company. Um, it was a new concept. It was very difficult to recruit. Uh, people or entrepreneurs, it was very difficult to get funding uh, for it. Uh, but it was a quite interesting um, what, program. What year, what year was it again? Uh, this was 2013 until 2016. And during that period, we ran four, uh, four batches. Mm. Um, uh, and uh, we had uh, an actually interesting uh, turnout because from the thousands of people applied, uh, we actually ended up accepting over 550 people. Uh, mostly young uh, men and women, uh, mostly Saudi, but of course we had also the other residents in Saudi uh, in the program. And let me see if I can remember the numbers correctly. So we had uh, uh, 550 people actually finish the program, so we had different kind of programs. Um, during the course of those uh, years, we, we were able to, uh, the people who worked uh, with us, the entrepreneurs, were able to file for 30 different patents. Uh, we were able to get 36 grants funded for research grants. Uh, 16 companies received seed uh, funding. Um, uh, 74 prototypes were made, working prototypes were made. And that was in different fields. It was from apps uh, to uh, safety products, to um, uh, software, and can you, to fabric. Can you say that your passion lies in you know working on startups? Or is your passion lies in more being an entrepreneur? Well, my, my passion, it's creating something different. And the time when I, um, because I, I was um, a founder and CEO of an IT company, and the time I took those four, four years or, or three years off was to build this accelerator, which is a, a totally new concept. And the idea of this accelerator was to put students, uh, university students from one end and create companies from the other end. Um, and, and to put that model was, was quite a challenge because you had to create the structure, you had to create the curriculum, you had to create uh, the processes, the policies. Uh, so it was a quite um, interesting um, thing to do. So what I'm good at is creating structure out of chaos. Can you define okay. chaos? Uh, so a chaos, anything that is random, anything that is not systematic, anything that is um, without a pattern. So if I look at my IT background, for example, uh, where I've succeeded, either working for a corporate company or on my own business, is by looking at a, a chaotic situation and then implementing a process and then automating the process. Mm. And I have so many uh, success examples uh, with, with corporates as well as uh, uh, organizations, let it be profit or non-profit organizations. And then I took the same talent uh, and I went and I studied what do universities have, what kind of entrepreneurship programs do they have, what is the available... Uh, regulations and funding schemes available, either uh, official or non-official. What are the talents available in the market? What are the labs and uh, resources and prototyping uh, facilities available? And I looked at all that and I said, okay, this is what we have. And this was in 2013. Of course, today it's a different story. What can we do? What kind of program can we create by utilizing these different resources with the current talent available, but yet we will be able to produce businesses that will add to the economy? and create jobs. Um, so this is where the challenge came. So I actually spent two months designing the program and I went around until actually somebody, it was a university in Mecca, it was uh, uh, Umar Qura University that actually believed in the program and they funded it uh, for, for uh, two to three years. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously you are very experienced creating uh, things, processes, automating it. 
what made you decide to start your own business, uh, which is called uh, Vsol? Yeah, so Vsol, my current company now, it's it's uh, it's it's called Netto Innovation Labs. So in the labs, we create uh, innovative tools to structure chaos again. Okay, let it be in in psychology, let it be in coaching, let it be in training, let it be in financial man- uh, personal finance. So our famous, uh, let's say our our flagship product, it's called Vsol. Mm-hmm. Vsol is short for Visualizing the invisible soul. Mm. Okay. Now I'll explain. I'll explain what the product is, and then I'll explain how it came. So if you look at the human body or, or the, any human, it's made of uh, the body, the mind, and the soul, or the body, the mind, and the spirit. What we're sure, what we are sure about is the body because it's something physical we can touch, we can feel. The mind because we think, we memorize, we we uh, we recall. But then what, what operates all that? Okay, now science has not proven what the soul is or what the spirit is. And if you just Google, uh, you will find six, seven, eight models out there. And each one, each one is valid, by the way. None of them is wrong. Uh, so I said, well, one of my strengths is visualizing things. So, and today, visualization tools are available for the body. So you can do an X-ray or a CAT scan, or you can take your cells under a microscope. So that's available. And also, visualization tools are available for the mind. You can take an aptitude test. You can take some sort of a mathematic test, a language test. And you can get the visual reports that will show how your brain is functioning. Mm-hmm. Okay? But then, can we visualize the soul? Because if we can visualize the soul, we can understand what's going on and then we can become better people. So how do you visualize okay? the soul? Well, until science finds a way, I found, let's say... Uh, uh, let's say a workaround. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, if we can visualize the emotions, the feelings, the values, and if you can uh, uh, visualize the needs and then connect them all together, what do we get? So that, that was the whole idea. And I did this to myself and it didn't, it didn't just come out of nowhere. It was during a very difficult time in my life. I was running this uh, accelerator as well as other entrepreneurship programs in two cities. Um, I was running my IT business uh, and I was actually starting also a new business in Dubai. So I was in the airplane most of the time traveling between cities. I was away from my kids. How old uh, are your kids now? Uh, well, now Dana, she's um, 18. She's, uh, she's, she's going to be in university soon. I took her yesterday to her last uh, university ad- admission test. Uh, I have Abdurazzaq, who is uh, 13. Uh, and I have Diala, uh, who is uh, 7. Plus, I have twins, Maya and Natasha, who are 12. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so you're going back, you were yeah. uh, talking about uh, this process, uh, this yes. visualization in a soul. Yeah. So I was, I was, it was a very difficult time in my life. I was very successful. I was, I was actually, my businesses were generating millions uh, of dollars. Personally, I had, I had hundreds of thousands of dollars in my personal account. Um, I was very successful, meaning that I would get invited to speak in international uh, venues. I have a room or two in my house full of trophies and awards. Um, so it was a, from from the outside, it looked very successful. The, like one day, my daughter was in an Uber and she pulled the magazine and she said, "Baba, what are you doing in the magazine?" I was like, "Oh, which magazine is that?" So I, I was literally in, in in many magazines and newspapers and and, and TV channels, uh, which looked a very successful life. But what happened? Um, I, I was I was not fulfilled. I was not happy. Okay, and just one day, I decided to quit. So I went to my partners and I said, okay, you can take my, my, my stocks in the companies and distribute them between you the way you want. I don't want anything. And of course, they could not believe how someone who built a company from scratch and was able to make it profitable, all of a sudden comes and goes, take my stock. I don't want anything. I'm taking a plane. I'm leaving. And, and this truly happened. And how did they react? Uh, they were shocked. They could not believe it. And one of them would come to my house and would not even open the door to her. Uh, and this is someone I've been doing business for many years. So I took a time off and then I asked myself, Osama, what happened to you? Why someone like you who is educated um, from the best, uh, by the way, I graduated with honors, who worked for the best corporate uh, companies, who established multiple businesses, um, who's well celebrated locally and sometimes internationally. What happened to you? So at that time, I started to seek the help of professionals. So I went to meet neuroscientists. I met uh, psychologists, I met uh, life coaches, 
Uh, I met therapists. So I met different people. I met even religious and spiritual leaders. And I'm trying to understand. And what I notice is each one will tell me something from their perspective. Uh, so the yogi will tell me about yoga and about all these things, uh, meditation. meditation. Yeah. And then the neuroscientists will tell me about the brain and, uh, and how the brain works and the different types of the bra- different parts of the brain and they're not communicating to each other. And this is why when you, you went to your partner and said, I don't want it because you're not able to make decisions. And then I'll go to the spiritual leader or just readers and then they will tell me something. So one day I said, you know what, let me try to make sense of it all. You know, so I went back being uh, someone who creates structures out of chaos. So I pulled my favorite software, which is Visio. It's a diagram software. And I started to diagram what everyone said. So what did the spiritual leader said? And I actually put it in a diagram. What did the yogi say? And I'll put it in a diagram. What did the neuroscientist say? And I'll put it in a diagram. And then one day, I started to see a puzzle coming together. And it was an aha moment. It's like, okay. So my emotions are connected to my needs and my needs are connected to my values and my values are connected to my rules and my rules are connected to my quality of life. So then when I was able to see the connection, I was like, okay, this makes sense now. So I printed this diagram in a, on an A3 and I would carry it with me everywhere I go. And before I make a decision, I'll actually pull it out from my backpack and I'll consult it. And it'll be a yes or no decision uh, because I would align the situation with everything on that sheet. Uh, until one day, one of my um, colleagues at the office said, uh, why don't you sell it? I said, who's going to buy this? You know, nobody's going to buy this. He goes, no, definitely it helped me because it also helped him when he was trying to make a decision to move back to Canada or to open a business or to get married or finish his PhD. So I said, okay, let me show you something. So I gave him the diagram and he was able to find the answers in less than an hour. Um, so I forgot it until one day mm-hmm. I was here in Dubai and I started to run out of money. Because it doesn't matter how much money you have, it doesn't matter. It will run out. Yeah. Okay. So one day uh, I started to run out of money and I received a payment from one of my business partners. And I said, this is your last, uh, I think it was 40,000 at the time. This is your last 40,000 and that's it. I was like, okay, what am I going to do? Like, I have kids, I have schools, I have buses, I have all these things. And I said, you know what, let me, let me try to sell this thing. So what I did is I, using whatever resources I had at the house, my printer, the papers, or whatever. And I, I remember I took the metro, and I went to, it was, it was Jian at that time, I went to Jian, and then I went to Carrefour, both what of them. Year, what year was this? This was in 2016. Okay. Okay. And uh, I bought all the supplies, and then I went back home, and I did everything on PowerPoint. And it was kind of interesting, because the last project I worked on, I had three agencies working with me. I had 64 people on the team. Okay, so these things is something I will never think about of me using a PowerPoint instead of hiring an agency to do the graphics design and me printing on, 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 a, on a, a good, an okay quality laser printer at home instead of using the digital printers out there. So it was a, it was a quite interesting experience. And uh, so I prepared the product at home and my, my daughter and her friends helped me to pack it. And the first box was a shoe box. Mm-hmm. That is, I still keep, by the way, because it's it's, the first. It's, it has such a, a sentimental value. Um, and then I said, fine, now I have the product. How do I sell it? So I said, okay, fine, I'll create um, an ad on uh, Facebook and I'll only show it in this area so other people will not see it. Like people who know me will not see it. Because if it fails, it fails. Um, and then the other thing I did is um, I actually created a flyer. So I created the flyer on my PowerPoint and I printed it and I went door to door in my building and I was... Um, and, uh, in your office building? Or no, in, in my, in my oh. building where I live. And I made sure that I only go there after 10 because after 10 everybody has left and the building is empty so nobody would see me. <laughs> and, and I remember the moment I stepped out of the door of my apartment, it was like, this is a leap because me opening this door is and carrying these flyers is just leaving all my ego behind because I'm doing something that I have never done before I've always had people agencies team members to do all this stuff so for me to print flyers and go and distribute them door to door it was it was something Very uncomfortable yeah uncomfortable. out of your comfort zone yes absolutely and um, so I, I printed 50 and I did not realize how many apartments are in my building. And actually, those 50 <laughs> were not enough. So I kept going back and printing 
and, and distributing. And at one point of time, my son helped me uh, to also distribute. So it was a good bonding experience. Yeah, it, it was. It's, and I have photos and videos of, of, of that. I'm very proud of it. And surprisingly, I did actually get sales. So I remember the first time the PayPal actually ringed. It was like payment received. Uh, it was quite interesting. And I remember the f also someone who called me and goes, well, I don't have PayPal. Can I pay you in cash? So he paid me in cash and I, have, I, have, I still have that uh, money. Yes, because it has such a sentimental value to me. Uh, so that's how it started. It was something that we did at home. And we started to sell it online, and, 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 and people could not believe how powerful it is. And it was able to help them to visualize what they really want in life in just a matter of hours. Uh, of course, that gave me the push to go and, and, and increase the price and hire designers. And so now... Actually, how big is the team now? So now, now we have uh, the, the core team made of six people, and then we have an extended team of 11. Uh, and they are based here? Yeah, yeah. so we have the, the core team, six people that are, that are based here in Dubai. And then we have the extended also in, in different places of the world. Understood. Uh, they work as uh, partners or contractors? Somewhere. Yeah, so, so we have, um, well, have, the core team is, is on payroll, but then I have the extended team on contracts or as freelancers. Understood. Um, so the core team consists of research because we do a lot of research, scientific research. Um, and then we also have designers in terms of product designers, as well as experienced designers and process designers. Uh, and then we have the content creators who create the content that people use during their experience. So this is the core team. And then we have the extended team, which help us with um, extended designs or translations or testing and other and, things. And uh, how do you distribute it now? I mean, because I remember the last time we spoke, you were telling me that you have a team of people in your home cutting papers, you know, putting these products in a box and, you know. Okay. Well, uh, it's still that way. However, now we have, the, we have expanded the area that we do our business. Understood. So we still do it at home. And the reason we still do it at home is to keep the costs down so we can make the boxes available to a larger number of people at a lower cost. Understood. Uh, because the moment you move from a home-based business into, let's say, an office business or a warehouse business, then all of a sudden you're hit with 10 times, 20 times the overhead. Yes. And that overhead, you're going to transfer it to the customer. Um, so we do have um, the capacity. So as long as we're shipping 100 boxes a month, we can easily can do it from home. Okay. So you're now shipping 100 boxes yeah, a month. Yeah, so this is our current, current capacity. And what's the price point? Uh, the so the price point at the moment is 499 uh, US dollars mm -hmm. if you want to buy the whole set, uh, VSOL. And the whole set is made of four different stages. Mm -hmm. uh, stage one is called uh, Realize. Mm -hmm. Stage two is called Disengage. Stage three is called Fulfill. And stage four, it's called submit. Mm -hmm. Now, for those who don't want to make the commitment of the $499, they can make a commitment of $149 and buy just one uh, one stage. One part, yeah. And then if they're ready to move on, then they can pay $199 and get the second stage and so on. Can you walk us through why is there four stages? Okay. Have you experienced that yourself? You know, coming, What's the first one again? Relieving? It's called Realize. Realize. Yeah. Yeah. So everything inside the box is actually based on my personal experience and it's tools that I use personally on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, okay? So everything there, it, it, it's something that I personally use. Uh, so I, I do, and I only sell what I believe in yeah. and, and what worked for me. Uh, and then, of course, because people were asking, including people in the industry, like we, we have people recommend the product who are from the industry. And when they asked, why does it work? And I said, I don't know why it does work. It just works because it works. <laughs> so then we found that does not it's not acceptable when you go and talk to corporates or to government officials. So at that point, we went and hired actually researchers. And we spent, um, it was, I think, almost two years uh, to do the research. And now we have a scientific document that actually say why it works. this works. Okay. So the reason it works is because it's based on two pillars. One pillar is the emotional connection. And the other pillar is the sensory engagement. Uh, what we found uh, with this tool is that what we have created by, by chance is actually, it, it does have some science uh, behind, background behind yeah. it. So when we say emotional connection, uh, when you read a book, you might not have an emotional connection with it. When you go to a workshop, you might not have an emotional connection. When you go and work with a therapist or with a life coach, you might not have the emotional connection, but you, you can sometimes. What we did here is we created the tool in such a way that it automatically creates emotional connection 
by the use of storytelling and expressions using symbols. Okay, why? There's a, a 62, 67 page document that says why. And then the other one is the sensory engagement. Uh, our toolbox is a physical box. It means you need to open it. You need to take out the different pieces of the puzzle. It means you need to take out the scissors and the glue and, and, and stick things. So you, you're actually engaging your senses. And while you're doing that, it has such a powerful effect on you and your subconscious, much more than if you're just doing the same exercise on a tablet screen. And we have the research, by the way, to prove this point as well. Understood. So it feels like you're going back to your childhood, playing things. Exactly, exactly. Now, there is resistance at the beginning where people like, uh, especially executives or, or you know, royalty, uh, like be, there's resistance at the beginning. But then once 45 minutes pass, we actually timed it. After the first 45 minutes, people just let go of their ego and everything and just become them and start expressing using the tools available within the box. Uh, so it's made of, of, of four stages. So realize it's about uh, discern and find out what you really want. What you really want. What you really want. You know? what, what do you want? Okay, because for me, when I was doing, for example, that incubator or accelerator, and uh, it was such a successful business, but was, was that what I really wanted? Or I did that because I wanted to prove to other people that it can be done. Mm. Okay? Um, are you doing this podcast because this is something you really want or are you doing this podcast because it's, it's a trend now? Or maybe you're, somebody in the company told you you need to do a podcast. Um, so it's about what you really want. And what I noticed that in a lot of cases, we don't do what we really want. We do based on peer pressure, on social pressure, parents. Like maybe you became a physician because your parents wanted to become a physician. Or an engineer, like a doctor engineer. This is the, the cliche in the region. Um, so find out what you really want. And this is a very sensitive stage because people get faced with the reality that they don't want to see. Mm -hmm. What made you realize that you wanted to start this uh, visual product? And what was the catalyst, you know, why it all okay. started? So, so when I did this, uh, my own visual, which was called Visualizing the Invisible, I realized what I want is to live um, a stable, secured, an uh, exciting life, okay? Shared with my life partner and kids. This is what I wanted. Now, if I take this and measure it to the life I had or to the business I had, it was absolutely the opposite. It was always on planes, always on stages, always in studios. Um, yes, it was booking the, the, the revenues, but it took away the life I wanted. So then I said, fine, if I want to enjoy um, a, stable, a stable, secure, and exciting okay, life shared with my life partner and kids, then the kind of job that I need should not have so much travel. Okay, so this was a criteria. And then the kind of job I need should not have high stress levels. Okay, so I started to design what kind of job I need to do. Okay, and the gym I go to should be not, not far away. Just uh, the, nearby. Yes, the kind of, for example, that this is one of the reasons why I don't drive anymore, by the way. The last time I had a car was in 2014, okay? Um, you were here or in Saudi? Yeah, I was, I was uh, no, sorry. So the last time I had the car was uh, actually, because I had the car but wasn't driving it, but the last time I had a car was in 2016. And after that, I just sold a car and I'm just taking uh, either Uber or Kareem um, or the Metro even sometimes. Because that was a stress that I did not need in my life. Having a car is a stress. The gas stations, the Salik. Uh, the, the, the parking. The other driver. The, the, oh my God, you call it. <laughs> okay. So, so one of the things that came to my, my, my thing is like, why do I have to have a car? There's no need for a car. A lot of people say, how come you being a businessman, a successful person, and you don't have a car? Well, you know what? Because I actually make better use of my time and my money. The, the money I was, I, for, for the car, actually, I put it in an apartment that is currently generating revenue for me. Okay. Uh, and the time that I'm, instead of looking for a parking or going and filling the gas, uh, actually someone from Kareem or Uber is driving me and I'm, I'm answering phone calls, I'm responding to emails, or sometimes just listening to an audiobook uh, in the car. So it's better use of my time and better use of my resources. Now, will, do I drive? Yes, from time to time, to time I drive my wife's car. Um, will I buy an, a, a sports car or luxury car? Definitely. 
okay uh, but not at the moment because it does not serve my current life uh, it doesn't serve your purpose yes. yeah it doesn't it doesn't serve my my current values or current current so it's not a matter of, of affording it's a matter of a choice I understand. and uh, you mentioned last time that you were on your darkest moment and you were on an airport mm-hmm. and you, if if i'm not mistaken that you had uh, you, you don't even have money to pay the ticket to go to dubai is that yeah. so what happened is i was i just finished a very successful week uh, and i was in in uh, between makkah and jeddah at that time uh, and i remember i had something in in 192000 riyals which is about $50000 more than $50000 um and i was just taking the friday morning 7am flight to dubai to see my kids it was just a routine flight And for some reason, that flight was not booked by me. So I just went to the wrong terminal or I went to the, yeah, I think I went to the wrong counter, which also had a flight to Dubai. But apparently I was there 20 minutes late. So I did miss the flight, which is something unusual for me. Uh, I said, fine, miss the flight. Just, I think, 620 dirhams or rials. Just take the next flight. So I went to the ticketing counter and um, my credit card got declined. Put the second credit card that also got declined third card and that got declined I was like oh wait a minute what's going on because at that time in my life money was not an issue I would not think if I have money or not I'll just I'll just go ahead and, and pay for such a small amount uh, and at that moment I realized that I had had no money and the credit cards are, are maxed out so I said fine so I just called my kids that I'm, I'm not coming I need to stay and I said fine I'll just go back uh, home and I couldn't order Karim or Uber even because the last ride that I came from the air from house to the airport was not paid and therefore my account was blocked so and it was a Friday morning where everybody's asleep you know early morning flight and I couldn't call anyone because my phone got disconnected so can you imagine missed flight not able to buy a ticket not able to order a Karim or an Uber and I could not call even anybody because my phone is disconnected Uh, that moment for me was a wake-up call. And I think I needed that wake-up call to wake up, uh, to, to realize what's going on in my life. And I did take time off um, to, to revise everything in my life. And, and, and that was a moment where I was able to examine so many aspects of my life and reprioritize things, uh, including my spending habits, my investment habits, and how I spend my weekends and how I spend my, my weekdays. Uh, so, yeah, it was... It was um, A wake-up call. Now, luckily, I, I didn't have to leave that situation again, and I wish nobody lives that situation again, especially for the people who are actually making money. Why would you be in such a situation? I mean, it's totally my fault that I'm in that situation. And um, you mentioned about how you spend your time is uh, important to you now, yeah. since you realized uh, you know, those things and encountered those struggles, hardships. I'm just really curious, um, how do you spend your time now when you're not you know, working on the business? Okay, so first of all, um, when I designed my, my life, um, I said I need to work six, day, six hours uh, a day, mm-hmm. four days a week. So was the, that was the design, okay, which is unlike before. Unlike before, I think it was six days a week, 12 to 14 hours a day. Um, so then I needed to, to look at the kind of business style that will actually give me this freedom. Now, do I work sometimes five days a week? Yes. Do I work sometimes eight, 12 hours a week? Yes. But it's not the norm. It's the exception. Okay. Uh, so I take my day. I, I wake up very early. I wake up at five in the morning, sometimes 4.30 by myself. I don't even need the alarm. Uh, and I like to spend an hour by myself before the kids uh, wake up. And then the kids wake up and we have, I call it the circus in the morning because imagine five kids yeah. and the buses. It's and the chaos. <laughs> yeah, and the, and, and the, however, we did make a system for that. So we have a menu, a weekly menu. Wow. Yes, and we have like a system for the lunch boxes. You need to systemize with, with a large family. So after the kids go, to, um, uh, go to, to school, I either go for a swim, if it's the weather permit, or to the gym or just for a walk and have coffee. Uh, and this hour in the morning is very important because this is where I think about what I really want in life, where I want to be in two weeks, um, what kind of values do I want to honor today, what kind of skills do I want to demonstrate today, and uh, if there's a color, special color for the day or a special statement, and then even prayers, what kind of prayers I'm going uh, I'm gonna use today. Um, so this is what I do in the first hour, and I notice the days I skip this hour, uh, the day is not, is not as, as pleasant. Um, 
So if, if I do have an office um, meeting or something to do with the team members, I usually meet them at 9 in the morning. Now, previously I used to meet people at 7, at 8. But then I said, why? I mean, why? Why do, why do you rush? Why do you rush other people? And why do you rush yourself? So I do take it easy. Uh, I, even though I woke up at 4.30 or 5 in the morning, but my day doesn't start before 9, the, the business day. Okay. Um, previously, the day I had lunch without seeing my laptop or my steering wheel was a luxury day previously now no now i schedule two hour lunches it's it's part of the schedule and the reason why i schedule two hour lunches is because th that break is needed in the middle plus i use that time also either to read uh, something or to design a new concept away from the office Okay, or meet a friend or a business associate for it for helps you make uh, yeah. creative and exactly, about, uh, uh, or, or also meet up with other people like um, um, an old friend or an executive or a business associate that I haven't seen over some time, uh, and then I go back to the office around uh, two o'clock or go out to see other people outside the office, but usually I'm wrapped up by four thirty-five. Uh, now once a week I do have because I work with Canada, so once a week. I do finish at 7 or 8, uh, but usually I'm home by 5, 5.30 max, uh, which is a big difference uh, from my previous life where I used to come home, the kids are asleep, and I leave the house and they're still asleep, okay, for several days. Uh, that's not a life, uh, to be honest. So now I do have a chance to have tea, coffee, see what's happening in the school, if anyone needs any help with their assignments. You're they, more connected to yourself. Yeah, yeah, I'm more connected, uh, to be honest, and I like it. Um, but being in a comfort zone is also dangerous because if you be in a comfort zone, that means you have limited your growth. So it's very important that I stay alert and know when I'm becoming comfortable and then I need to step out. So there's a big difference between being comfortable and designing a stress-free life. Okay? Don't confuse them because if you confuse them, you become comfortable, then you're not, you're not producing, you're not taking risks, you're not doing anything. But... How can you design a life where you still have, because you still take care of yourself, you still take care of your wife, still take care of, of a big family and kids, and still create a business and still meet your financial obligations and still uh, eat healthy and, and be healthy and participate? This is where the challenge. So designing a life that you want that is stress-free, not a comfortable life that will make you lose your skills and, and passion over time. And um, just going back to the four process in yep. Visol, you mentioned realize. The second is disengage. Disengage. The third one is fulfill. Fulfillment. Yes, fulfill. Fulfill. And fourth is it's submit. Submit. Uh, can you uh, just quickly brief about um, the third and fourth one? Okay. So the the the, the fourth one, the third one is uh, it's about um, creating a step by step um, plan for yourself for the next twelve to eighteen months. Mm -hmm. and then check in if that plan is going to work or not, okay? Because anyone can create a plan. There's so many uh, tools and, and trainings and workshops out there to explain how you can plan your year, okay? Or three years or five years. But what we did is we actually used visual, visual tools and simulation tools to show you if this plan is going to work or not now. You, you see it now, if it's not going to work. And if it's not going to work, then you go back and fix what's not going to work. And people who did this, they, they, they used to call it, it's, it's, they say it's magic. I say, no, it's not magic, it's science. And the way we made it available is I simplified concepts that I use in my business from operation management and project management. Okay? So I took those concepts that are used in the business world daily or in, the, or in a factory or whatever on a daily basis, and I took out all the technical words and jargon and converted them into visuals. People can understand visuals, red, green, yellow, you know? Uh, and then I gave people something called the gain chart. So the gain chart is a 24-step chart where every step is a gain. And if it's not a gain, they will immediately know, and then they will take it out. Uh, and another tool, also in the stage, it's called the lens, where it will help you to focus. So actually, it's a lens. It's, 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 a, it's a circle that looks like a lens. And then it will help you to focus on the objective, and you can, you can gauge it. And, and calibrate it. Like a real lens. Yes, to see like if you're going in the, in the right direction or not. You see, going back to the idea of using physical tools, it reinforces the idea to people. You might do the same using an Excel sheet or a PowerPoint or a Microsoft project or whatever project software, uh, but you will not get the same feeling as if you're doing it and cutting and, and gluing and, and putting different puzzles together. So that's stage three. 
uh, the purpose of stage three is to give you a plan and, and check if the plan is going to work or not now. And then if it doesn't work, how can you go back and adjust it? And stage four is called submit. It's about creating a belief system for the events to unfold. And we did this and we had to be very careful. So we did this regardless of the person, uh, religious practices, okay? Uh, because if you take up a certain practice and it might conflict with someone else, but what, what we did is we said, okay, there's universal laws and there's universal practices in, in all religions and, and, and spirituals, uh, spiritual practices. What can we do to bring that to the common person? Okay, so again, we took the common things and converted it into visual tools. So for example, in, in every religion and every practice, then it's gratitude. If you thank, you get more. Yeah. It's a basic rule, okay? And you can find it in the, the scriptures and, 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 and practices. But if I tell people you need, to, you need to thank to get more, they might have uh, some resistance. But then if you give them the visual tools and then they do it by themselves, so they realize, they realize. The yes, <laughs> they realize. Uh, same thing if, if I call it the alignment of the forces. If you have a goal, then how can you align all the forces to make sure you, you achieve that goal? So it's about what questions do you ask, what what prayers do you say? But I don't but I don't ask people to, to to say the prayer. But there's a visual, and how they use that visual will actually get back the results to them. You see, uh, so it's about believing. Um, now all the four stages are interconnected, and they need to be done in order uh, to get the maximum uh, to get the maximum benefit. However, we also designed the the, the visual tools to work independently. So if you say, okay, I want to do the exercise that shows me what's standing in my way, you can still do it, okay? Uh, if you want to say, I want to do the exercise that shows me how can I align the forces, you can still do it, okay? So we designed it that a tool by itself can work independently. However, when you put them together, you get the full experience and you're able to, to live the transformation that you want to live. Understood. And um, you mentioned earlier that you have a product 2.0. Um, can you just explain that briefly and where can people find you? Where can people buy the product or you know, know more about it? Well, I'm, I'm glad to say that uh, just uh, two weeks ago, we actually launched 2.2. So we're even uh, uh, further than the last time from the last time I met you. So what we did in the latest version is um, um, we, we changed the shapes to be physically cut. And in, 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 for example, if it's a lock, I'm not going to give you a lock that is on a, a square paper. I'm going to give you a, a lock that looks like a lock, okay? Uh, or a wall. So I'm going to give you brick, brick wall that actually, it's bricks, and then you can interlock them together while you're doing the exercise. So we spent more time to design and produce uh, this experience. Uh, the, the other thing uh, that we did is we changed the packaging completely. So now the packaging is, is more, uh, uh, is easy to use and reusable. Uh, as well as environment uh, friendly. Uh, where people can find it, they can find it in vsol.com. So it's V-I-S-O-U-L, vsol.com. And uh, easily, they c we, we ship worldwide. Already people from 24 different countries ha have actually used our products. Mm -hmm. uh, and how long does it take to reach them? Two days? Uh, well, uh, we, work, we work with the local carriers here, so I do have the numbers. In, in, uh, in the UAE, it's, it's two days. In the Gulf, it takes uh, five days, four to five days. And the delay, by the way, is from the customs, mm. okay? And then um, places like the US and Canada usually takes, uh, again, four to five days. So yeah, so within a week from you, from the time you order, you will get it. And that's uh, $499? Yes, $499. And um, what's, what's your next uh, thing after this? Okay, uh, so in the lab, in the pipeline, we have the same idea of creating a box with puzzles and creativity supplies to solve a specific problem. So we have something called um, VSOL Romance, which is about relationships. We already actually did the prototype and it was, and we put it out there actually for $500 and was selling. Uh, it's not available now to, to the public, but we do have a prototype. So basically, it's, it's a pieces of the puzzle that a person does by himself or herself, and then their partner will do it also by himself or herself. And then both they will meet and they try to put the pieces of the puzzle together. And then that is such a strong way because it will tell you where the problem is without needing to spend hours arguing or going to marriage counseling. Definitely you need to go to marriage counseling or, or whatever if you have a problem. But what I'm saying, it will show you what the problem is immediately. Okay, It will save hours and days of arguments and, 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 and conflicts. And do you... 
just really curious. Do you think Vistol is like life coaching in a box? Uh, it's, it's people has called it life coaching in a box. People called it workshop in a box. Um, the way I see it, it's a tool that can be used by life coaches. Okay, so if you're a life coach, I highly recommend that the discovery sessions that you spend with your clients uh, use this box because it will reduce the discovery sessions from six weeks maybe to to, to to six hours okay and actually do have life coaches using these boxes either for them or for their clients um yeah so I'm, I'm not a life coach and i don't plan to be a life coach i'm i'm a i'm an inventor that creates tools in this case it was for life coaching but i do create also other tools because one of the tools that's also in the pipeline and uh, it actually created already traction and people are contacting us to to pre-order it's, uh, it's VSOL finance, and uh, it's about your personal finance. How do you manage your money? How do you make money? How do you manage your money? How do you grow it? How do you spend it? Yeah, and how, how do you spend it? And the way it's done, it's completely different from the others. Uh, because today, if you search personal finance, you'll find unlimited number of YouTube videos, courses, webinars, seminars, and all that. And what I notice is everybody tells you the, the what. What you need to do. Pay yourself first. Well, how do I pay myself first? Okay? Uh, save 10% every month. So everybody tells you the what. Nobody tells you the how. Well, how do I pay myself first? How do I save 10%? How do I invest in, in real estate? So the way I did this, again, simplifying it by using um, uh, physical elements and using puzzle pieces. And then people will be able to design their monthly household budget by shifting around pieces of the puzzle on a table. So it's like a board game. Okay, and this will help the person or the household to understand their income streams and their expenditure, and then how how to optimize their expenditure. And now that you optimize your expenditure, then what can you do with the excess money? Where do you invest it? How do you grow it? So it's a it's a very detailed uh, uh, program, very practical. Again, it's a program that I use for myself. Having a large family, you need to you need to make sure that you manage your expenditure right. And as well, how do you manage your um, your investments and return investments as well? I understand. Yeah. So before my final question, I just wanted to acknowledge you for you know sharing your story with us and being brave enough to you know come up out of your comfort zone. And because of that journey that you had, is you know created Visual and helping people's lives, transform their lives, know know about themselves and how they can you know basically just be a better version of themselves. Yes, true true and uh, and the key point is everyone everyone has it already inside of them what this all did is to get those things out so they will see it by themselves and I have uh, if you allow I'll mention some examples so there's a gentleman who was an accountant a very very small job accountant uh, and recently actually he he sent me a video he goes look I was on Shark Tank and I received the investment I was like oh my god and he was thanking me and, and thank all the, uh, the the tools that I, I use with him uh, so it does work, okay? Uh, there was another lady who was working in, in a corporate company, and she was a director or producer, and she wanted to escape all this studio life, and she wanted just to go and live in, 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 in the nature. And then actually she also she, she managed to move to a place where it's nature all the time, and she was uh, making money by offering online courses. Uh, so I love it actually from time to time people will send me uh, their success stories. But what I noticed recently, parents buying, buying it for their, for their children I'm not talking about kids. I'm talking about people who are in 27, 28 years old. So a parent will actually buy it, and the shipping address will be his son or his daughter. It happened actually several times. Uh, it happened in UK, Saudi Arabia, even in the US. Um, so people are buying it for their uh, kids. And I will not hear the success story from, from, the, from whoever used the box. I will hear it from the parent. I say, oh my God, my son now found what he wants. He, he, was, he was able to take care of his health. He's in a new relationship. He went to acting school. You know, and I'm just happy. I have hundreds and hundreds of such success stories. Thank you so much. And um, so my final question to you, uh, I don't know if you already know <laughs> the format, but uh, my final question to you is, if everything is stripped away from you, your business, your income, your, you know, anything, everything that will come into the pipeline, everything is stripped away from you right now, what would be your main drive to succeed? So I, if I lose everything? Uh, first of all, I'm not afraid uh, to, lose it, to lose everything um, because I know I'll be able to create it again. And I know my family members will understand completely. 
Okay, so if we do uh, all these fine things in life, we lose them, the luxury items we have, the, the beach house that we live in, and, and, and the, the vacations that we go on, I'm sure they will, they will understand and we will be able to create it. Um, what will be the driver? The driver is, is because I'm a human and I have skills and I have brain, that will be my driver. If I don't use it, it's just a waste uh, of resources, you know? And let it be me going down and, and, and selling cold water, uh, to tourists or uh, knocking the doors on, on, on companies and offering my services. And by the way, it happened to me at one point of time when actually I was running out of money. I knocked the door on, on a company and I said, of course, there had to be some level of trust. I said, give me your data. If I come back after a week with something, you pay me 15000 If I come back after a week with nothing, you pay me nothing. I went back a week with something and actually I walked away with a 15000 check. Um, so yeah, so knowing that I have the skills and, uh, and, and I still, uh, as long as I can walk and talk and read and write, I shouldn't stop. I shouldn't stop. I, I go out there, either just go cut wood and, and sell it as wood fire or sell water to tourists. I'll go out there and make something and eventually I'll rebuild myself and rebuild my investments. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Osama, for sharing your journey and your story. It was a wonderful time having you know, a chat with you and your story with our listeners. And thank you. And Thank you very much for having me. It was a total pleasure. See you on the next episode. As Jim Rohn once said, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with and you just hang out with Osama, Nato, and me. If you're an individual who's looking for a group that understands you and would like to hold you accountable, and support you in your growth, whether you wanted to increase your income, your impact, and your influence. I'm forming a mastermind group so that you can take your business and your career to the next level. If you wanted to know more details about it, please email me at danielfranciscopublic at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram at daniel underscore francisco underscore. Daniel is spelled as D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E. Again, D-A-N-I-E. Double L E. Thanks again for joining us at the Drive to Succeed podcast. If you're enjoying learning from this podcast, you can show your support by sharing and rating this on iTunes or Stitcher, and sharing it with your friends on social media, and tag us on Instagram at the Drive to Succeed underscore podcast. Thank you once again for joining us. See you in the next episode.